Chug, chug, chug. Did you finish that bottle? Oh, that is nasty. Creatine, that's why. Creatine, Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah, I guess so. Powerade just makes a creatine Gatorade type drink. Powerade Ultra. You know, Powerade, it's like Gatorade. (laughs) I like Powerade. I like Powerade more than Gatorade. Really? Yeah. Oh, I always felt it was a uh, second in line there. That was nasty right there. Yeah, that sucks, dude. You know, it sucks more losing your fucking job. Yeah. Welcome to totally. Oh, man, this is not totally potpourri podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the third fall podcast. The third fall podcast where uh, totally potpourri is now on day nine or episode nine of masturbation talk. Hey, this is more about the coronavirus. <laughs> and I got an update yeah. for you people. Yeah, but it's uh, it's affected me more than I thought it was going to, man. I got laid off from my job. He does not have coronavirus. So though. at least I don't have cor- coronavirus. Thank God for my health. Yeah. I know tons of people have a similar situation as me. So I'm going to try to stay optimistic, take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just that unemployed wrestling nerd <laughs> yeah. for the time being. Yeah. But I don't know if you want to clear Like, it's not like you got fired. No, I got laid off. You got laid off. Big difference. I mean, the company was hurting financially because we sell products to events. Mm-hmm. So of course, I get it, man. I wasn't. I was there less than a year. That's the people. That's the fodder that's gonna kind of fall off when they have to lay people off. But yeah. it was a fun ride. I really thought I was gonna get some st- stability in my life. I just moved five minutes away from that place. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to kind of ground myself. And then now it's just like fuck. On um, well, more time for music now, baby, <laughs> and this shit. <laughs> True. Uh, damn it! There was something I was gonna say. No, I forget. Sorry. That's okay. But oh, we'll be talking about how else I guess coronavirus has affected affecting the world, well. man. Yeah, uh, including WrestleMania potentially. Well, we now know that it's uh, two nights, and we'll talk more about it's that. It's two nights. Yeah. This is news to me. Oh, okay. So well, I'll, shit. I'll explain. Explain that later. Thanks. We got a promo to uh, go over because Cream always rises to the top. Yeah. The legendary Macho Man Randy Savage. We'll play that here in a little bit, uh, just right after we, um, well, not right after, but we'll play that next. Um, once we finish running down the show, I guess is what I was going to say. So, uh, promo. Then uh, we'll run down um, the coronavirus and how it's um, not only affected Logan, but. Um, the world The world It's affected the whole world I'm just one of many, 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 many people, man It's mm. more serious than I thought, man I thought I was just kind of blowing it off right away Thinking, ah, oh, just another media hysteria deal I mean, if you listen to the podcast That was kind of the the approach of it It was also just to li- a lighthearted mood about something serious Just to try to, you know, keep your mind off of it yeah. make You know, entertain the audience And not try to get people more Enraged it more in fear, you know, that's yeah. not just perpetuating it isn't going to help. So yeah. comedy tries to heal all wounds, you know. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, 
before guess, we get so, into it though, bro. Well, just to have like a discussion to, you know, just mm-hmm. talk about it and talk about I cuz like on your uh podcast on high corona uh number I 9. Corona. Uh, you did talk about fear-driven uh, driven people versus goal-driven people. And goal-driven, yeah. And I thought that was really cool, and I kind of want to yeah. touch upon that. Absolutely. So, Absolutes, I should say. <laughs> it's my new thing. I'm trademarking. <laughs> Before I get into this, my dude, Yeah, yeah. given the state of the world, we don't know if we'll see each other again, so I can't make you wait for your, your birthday present. Oh. So <laughs> here's an early birthday present. Sweet. I got you. I know you. I spoiled wait. it, but I know you can wait. It's but the I, man. That's cool. Becky fucking Lynch. That's cool. I do like this one too. And that's a and and uh oh, bonus gift. What? Yeah, dude. Uh oh. He's the goat. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I know you want to expand your Lucy collection. I'm very proud of you for having some Lucys now. Yeah. Well, uh, this you. is one near and dear to my heart. Okay. I play with him as a child. Uh-oh. He's still in pretty decent condition. Okay. I give you Chris fucking Jericho. Oh, that's Lionheart Chris Jericho. The Lionheart version, man. Wow. Big old M on it. Woo, look at that. Pretty dope. His legs is moving, boy. I was like, well, I don't need I don't need two Jerichos if I got <laughs> the attitude. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a little loose. Give him I some hear, WD-40. Uh, some a little kicks. squeaky. I'm not even telling you to throw kicks. Oh, you got to see some of the old wrestlers I still have uh, now in my new display in my new house. I got like an RVD. He's yeah. beat the shit, but he's got that tiger stripe one, that silhouette. Yeah. Super dope. That's like that? my favorite attire, so that was crazy. Actually still really good. What's with the Pretty M? good quality, right? What's with the M? I don't know. Manitoba? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was always trying to think about it. I was like, what? What does the M mean on his trunks? It's I've never seen him. quality. Yeah, I like it. I do like your Jericho, though, because i seen it on Ringside, yeah, dude. and I wanted that one. So I replaced him, basically, and I was like, I want to give this to Kyle, man. Yeah, thank you, man. You're welcome. Um, I don't know if it was that was extreme, though, being the state of the world, but okay. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I was just beefing it up. <laughs> in there. Uh, corona. Just trying to make an excuse to give you this shit early. Um, I also have an old Stone Cold, if you want one. He doesn't have the knee braces, so he looks more like Goldberg. So you can pass it off as Goldberg if you want. Does he come with the old WCW? Oh, gosh. Can he doesn't have the vest it? anymore. That that ripped up. I don't think Jericho can stand anymore. Oh, no, no, he's got it. I I had him standing. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. He's he's not you got to get his AJ. feet the right way. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, does he have like the metal things under look his feet? That. Yeah. He does. That was for the Titantrons. Oh, really? So you, I had a SmackDown one. Yeah. Like the old, uh, cir- the one with like the circles on top of it. Mm-hmm. And you put the put on the metal, oh. and it's like break the walk in, and just over and over again on like a two second loop. But <laughs> this is really it was cool. cool. Yeah, you can do the moonsault. That's the old school Lane jacks, salt. baby. Yeah, they don't make them like that no more. It's tight. Probably for the better, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, actually, I like the jacks. They looked like more like figures, and it's not too bad of a scan. I do like his face. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. I had a, a actual better one. Before that was actually something I traded with my friend, who so I had a different oh. Jericho with like the yellow sure lightning on its trunks and shit. Yeah. And then I traded with my friend growing up that I always play wrestlers with, because I just uh, I wanted that one because I cut the hair off the other one. And he didn't care. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why it had that cut in the hair off so, face. He was one of the culprits, unfortunately. Being a Shinsuke, he already has his head shaved. You would you want to cut? This part off, 
the other, like long side of his ears? Yeah, I, I basically just chopped it all off at the ears. Very ironic because I had Shoot. a botched haircut when I had long hair that got chopped off to the ears. He's trying to do his <laughs> karma. Uh, his come on, pose. Come on. See, mine looks like that, but nobody bothered to paint the stripes on it. <laughs> the Shinsuke. <laughs> so I got fuck it. It's a seven dollar figure, anyways. Fuck it. Oh, that's Don't that's cute. Us. Doing belly to bellies. <laughs> but uh, right. how crazy are these episodes of wrestling we are getting now? The the empty arena stuff. It's it's insane. Never in my life did I think that I'd be watching multiple episodes of wrestling with an empty stadium. Right. Nobody there. Right. That's crazy. Right. Never thought I'd come to this. Right. Um, you want to talk about that after we go over super the super interesting like i don't know what I, I can't judge it for what it is because i know it's all like a scramble but uh should we get into aw first or well let's go over this promo the, oh, uh, the, the, the cut promo yeah this is macho man randy savage and this is him doing uh cream rise always rises to the top um i think this is when uh he's already beat ricky the dragon Steamboat for the IC. Yeah, what like, year was this? He had the t-shirt with the shades on it. Yeah. So that was like late 80s. I want to say so. WrestleMania 3-ish. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Got so, it. So WrestleMania 3, which was, oh That gosh. was the Ricky Steamboat match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then he's talking about going after the Continental title, and he's saying the world title after that. Um, so, yeah, here's him pretty much saying that He's in a position to, like, be at the top. Basically, Chris Jericho's best in the world speech. Yeah. Before that happened. That is the true. cream of the crop speech, baby. That's true. So, this is a legendary shit, though, so I hope you enjoy. Yeah, check this out. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy Savage. Nothing means nothing. Nothing. nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? More. I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah, unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah, Macho Madness. Yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania three. Yeah, let me say it. Yeah, let me say it. Loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation the Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation, wait, wait minute, and there is no doubt about it, yeah. You mean Gene Oakland. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Outside interference, yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah. I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop, and there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah, and I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation, and I'm even talking 
the President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way. And nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy, and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing zero, yeah. Pure athlete, yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because they can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better. Uh, so yeah, that was the Macho Man cream of the crop. And oh yeah! You guys didn't see it, but in the video, he uh, pulls out these little like miniature creamers. He must have literally just thought of this on his way to the place where they take the interview, and he was like at the coffee table <laughs> getting coffee and saw a bunch of creamers. He's like, oh, cream of the crop! I could do something with that. Yeah, grabs a handful because he just. Was taking him off his pants and then, like a magician, like brother, he was messing his, with his hands and hiding them and shit and yeah. just making them appear out of nowhere. It was but crazy, man. He could have been a magician. Yeah, we also seen just a few minutes ago too, though, where he had the trash can hidden behind his uh, jacket there. Oh yeah, that's right. And inside that Perfect. trash can was a towel. It was a what did he call it? A cry towel. A cry towel. Yeah. I didn't know that was just such an item. <laughs> it well, isn't just a towel towel. Yeah, I guess so. Too bad it wasn't tally. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna get hurt? Wait, no, that's Mr. That's Hanky. That's Mr. Hanky. Oh, man. Close enough, right? No, it's not. Kind of close. It's like the two <laughs> the two weird characters that everybody loves. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, one of the good ones there. Um, we did Jericho and Rock last show before Ryan. Um, and now Macho Man. And now you gotta come up with one. Oh, shit. Yep. Okay. Legendary promos. Hmm. I'll cook something up. All right. Next week. Yeah, I like cooking sure. something up. So, um. Got plenty of time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coronavirus, which is a bitch. It's um, big bitch. It's affecting us all. It's a huge bitch. Um, it's making my job weird being a delivery, yeah. pizza delivery guy. Oh, I bet. You know what's funny is you like just gotta be six feet. Are we six feet away right now? Uh, no, definitely not. Fuck. If you laid me like this, I would definitely kick myself in the face for sure. Oh shit. Well, nice knowing you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just hope we both don't get it. Now so, we're both going to get it. Like in your case, though, I mean, you've got affected financially. Yeah. But are you still worried about it? Health wise, like, do you do do you think that it's something that you can contract? You think being a smoker that kind of raises a little bit of a red flag. Yeah. So it's been on my mind lately to really, really quit this time. You know. Yeah. And uh, moving to this new spot kind of will give me the kind of inspiration to do that. I feel just kind of quarantine, literally quarantine myself in a spot, just like kind of force myself to not smoke, but. In a nice new place, so that's cool too. Like the behind the scenes of my life has been going pretty decently until this shit just came and slapped it all face. Like I got a few shows that were canceled, and that's for everybody everywhere too. Like yeah. the entertainment industry in general is really suffering from this shit. I mean, mm. everybody's suffering, but like for people that literally try to live off of that, it's insane. Like you can't get any work. Yeah. Even these venues, these like local venues, 
had to shut down indefinitely. So like they don't even know when they're coming back. That is true. That's just very scary for a lot of people right now about their job security. And it can happen to you, man. I'm, I'm proof of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, people definitely have it so much harder than my stance. Cause like, at least I've got my health. That's the biggest thing there. I mean, there was a couple of days where a little bit of a cough and a sore throat and I was like, Oh shit, I got it. I got it. I got it. But that was like a week ago and I still feel decent. So cross my heart. <laughs> if I it swear was- to God, next podcast I'm on, I, I gradually get to the point where I'm like, yeah, guys, I got Corona. Just <laughs> I'm be pissed. Skip. Skip. What's up guys? Skip. It's me, Logan. Skip. I'm in a, bubble. In, a, in a bubble. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it sounds like you're in a iron a respirator lung, or but... some shit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Close enough, shit. There's a few cases of that. You have like an oxygen tank inside your bubble, and it's like split screen. You're really at home. Man, isn't that crazy, though, how fragile society is? and Yeah. How easily it just could just be taken away. One pandemic just like fucks society up. It's crazy. I think this is the most uh, crazy I've seen it in yeah. real life. Because like... Um, sorry, I'm like hitting shit. Like, uh, they say what one every four years, two to four years, there's this like weird strain that comes out. There's like, always like a new type yeah. of disease we're fighting. Yeah, and but so, like, this one just spreads like crazy. Yeah, and... this one just happened to hit globally and not just like in our backyard. Like Ebola, like it wasn't really a national terror. It was just oh god, it came here to the U.S. What are we gonna do? You know? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, like they like snuffed everybody who had Ebola. Low key secretly, if you're a mm-hmm. conspiracy theorist, yeah, yeah, which I am, which I am, <laughs> and um, and then we never heard of it no more, and so everybody was thinking, well, same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Even doctors, from what I hear, was just like, this is nothing. Just be careful, you know. It's just a common cold. Symptoms. I see you were playing The Sims the other day on I Xbox. Was. Are you trying to escape this reality to try to live a new life oh <laughs> inside the God. video game? I am such a better person on The Sims than I am. <laughs> In real life. You know, I heard they have a, a pandemic DLC coming out where you have to survive the pandemic. <laughs> so now you're fighting it in two different lives. <laughs> you know what's funny is there's this game called Plague on your cell phone where you can create a virus and you can watch how it affects the world. Yeah, this is like a really... <laughs> and if you like, want to get conspiratorial, which I don't know if I... Don't take what I say totally serious at all. But this is like a, this would be like a really fucked up social experiment on some people, you know. Like this is MK Ultra times a hundred, cause a pandemic around the world. But I'm not saying that's what actually happened. But what we <laughs> gotta focus on is just loving each other right now and getting through it together, helping each other out through this shit. Like just get through it. That's all we can do right now, instead of just speculate. Oh, how'd this start? How'd this start? Or who's benefiting? Because everybody's really hurting right now. It's yeah. hard to see. Who would actually be benefiting, you know? Now's not the time to point the fingers. Exactly. It's just real. about... It's about it's getting about the opposite. It. It's about just like being like, who gives a fuck how this started? Yeah. We just need to get together and... Figure not Not literally, because we'll get sick, but <laughs> collectively, like, control this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Collectively shift. And that'll empower us, too, I think, to, like, do other changes once we fight this thing off, like climate change. Like, I feel like we're going to be more... Uh, confident about trying to make a change in our life since we've basically being forced to do that right now, you yeah. know, for a lot of people. So maybe it would like show us the strength of community. You know, I thought more. about that. 
Yeah. I thought about that. I was hoping that like it would unify And we're going to bounce back like crazy. I think the music scene is going to blow back like crazy. Like, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot places, of people being able to perform. Yeah, I mean, if these places can reopen right away, you know, if they have the money to do that, oh, man, it's going to blow up with shows. That's why I'm hoping, cross my fingers, Minneapolis doesn't get shut down. Yeah. So far, I just contacted the venue, and uh, they said it's, they still have the go-ahead for any events that are past the 27th. Yep. But... We'll see, because I've heard it could be staying here till July, and it might not even peaked yet. So, stay tuned for that shit. But I really hope that event takes place because people are gonna really be needing some kind of show to go to after this quarantine, you know? Yeah, which that speaks like to me. That speaks like major, major volume for um, the shutdown. It'll be what two weeks? Because what's two? Today? It's today at least 18. two weeks for sure. And school shut down Tuesday. Dude, that's right? insane. That was the 17th. No fucking school for two weeks. And so the 27th, okay, so you've got like a week and a half. A week and a half. And you mean to tell me that you as a business have to shut down forever because you can't keep open for a week well, and a half? A lot have said indefinitely, which is like, yeah, because I was thinking that too. Like, how financially fucked are these guys that they can't ride through? Like, when the company that. Fired, or not fired, Mm -hmm. laid me off. Um, Because I knew they were like the leader in what they do in their their market, you know, and they're global. But they were feeling it globally, too. That Mm -hmm. was the thing, too. So Mm -hmm. since this is a global pandemic, it fucked everything up from all sides. So Mm -hmm. I get that. But yeah, dude, it sucks that we're like fodder to this, you know. Yeah. To business practices. But at the same time, you know, can't blame that either. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you mean by fragile. Like everything mm-hmm. is not and as solid as we think. I would have n- never thought I'd see a WrestleMania in an empty stadium. Yeah. Which is apparently what's going to happen. Yeah. Vince hated the idea. He. Absolutely. I get it. Fought against it so much. But you know, with, Vince, I mean, Owen Hart died in the pay per view and he wasn't going to cancel that yeah, shit. Yeah. You know? But he kind of had no choice. He was waiting. I believe he was waiting for the government to step in and be like, you can't do this. Because they gave him a week to like settle it himself, but he wants the tax money back yeah. or some shit that he gets for it if the government has to intervene. I think that's what happened. But That's nuts, man. And I get why they don't postpone it, because it would really mess up their... Their storylines that they're setting up and stuff, uh, you know, like well, yeah, because they're still continuing to run shows. Yeah, they they do it in an empty arena, the mm-hmm. performance center. But which, if they weren't doing that, if they just totally canceled and came back, maybe it'd be a little different. But I mean, they're building up for the biggest event of the year. All these storylines are going to be resolved at WrestleMania, so they're starting fresh after WrestleMania. It's, it's sucks that this disease couldn't hold out for a couple weeks. Right, must hate wrestling. Coronavirus right. hates wrestling. Hates everything. The NBA's canceled. Hates everything. That yeah, dude. Me out. Swallows everything up. That's insane. Hmm. And that basketball canceled. player that like was Rudy joking Gobert. around and he got fucking coronavirus. Oh, uh, touching the mics and shit and got people sick. Oh, it's a dude from the Jazz. Well, I know it was Rudy Gobert, but um, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know because he's was. another Jazz player that got infected too. Oh, did he? Yeah. I think it was Gobert that did it though. Oh, okay. It was a big ass dude, really yeah. tall guy. Yeah. yeah Probably Gobert. Gobert. Yeah. Sucker. <laughs> but um Ugh. Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, WrestleMania is now two nights. Um Saturday, April fourth, and Sunday, April fifth. And um 
what's that boy's name? <laughs> Why well, I forget Gronkowski is the host. You know he's gonna step in the ring soon. Yeah, heard they signed him. Yep, he's supposed to. He's uh, was supposed to make his good news for night. Mojo Raleigh, who's now got a job still. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's gonna be like his tag partner, kind of like the guy that's gonna show him the ropes, work with them, train with them. Yeah, for sure. Comes around full circle, don't it? But he really does. Yeah, he did. He did that with uh, Zack Ryder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. They did that spot at uh, WrestleMania before, too. Yeah, that too. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Just fucked your table up, bro. That's no, all right. Fuck that TV. No. Karate chop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, never been done before. I think that's kind of cool. I hope it's what, a lot smaller stadium, show WrestleMania? now. Hmm? They're, they're cool. going to do WrestleMania at uh, Performance Center, but they're yep. going to do it two nights. Yeah, the two-night thing is probably better because I'm not going to watch a seven-hour show in an empty stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck that. Now you can actually have two main events. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. You can have a night one main event. Which Who do you think the like, two main events are going to be? Obviously, Roman and uh, Goldberg would be the first be night. night two. Oh, I thought that would be night one because that's going to be a quick match. I feel like Lesnar. Drew Lesnar. Well, Drew Lesnar. Yeah, well, Drew McIntyre won the Rumble, though. So I feel like that would probably be night two. That'd be night two, yeah. yeah. And plus, I wouldn't want to see Goldberg work. Roman. Maybe even if that, that, that maybe Edge and Randy would end night one too. I think that's that's like, the best storyline they got going for. Them. I think that's the yeah. I had to think about that. Yeah, I would yeah. put Goldberg as the co, and put him in as the first main event, and then Edge and Randy as the second. I put Goldberg and Roman's match first. Yeah. Oh, opener. Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's like, get out of the way. <laughs> you know, throw the people off for the title match right away. And it's only going to be a couple minutes. Get the people hyped. See the Goldberg thing. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Okay. But they're not going to do that. But No. I wouldn't want to do that either, to be honest. Yeah. Like It'll be like a women's title match or a tag title match or something Let's to start the night. see what they have. Let's see if I can go to it. They, uh, do they even have the card? I think they, they I should. I feel like they... They might not even have planned that far ahead because of all this commotion. Lynch and Face is supposed to be wrestling. <laughs> Shayna Baszler. Lynch and Face? What? <laughs> the fuck you talking about? Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Why'd you call her Face? I forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> what's her face? Yeah. First name, what's her? Last name, Face. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Face? <laughs> like, What? Okay, here we go. I'm going to create a wrestler named Face now. So, so far... You know, heel. <laughs> it's constant rivalry. I think they did that. Like, some <clears throat> guy came out in all blue and it had the happy face on, like, his torso. What? You don't remember Face from Nick Jr.? No. No? No. Oh, you're too young, I guess. I'm too young. So, in Nick Jr., back when Blue Coos and everybody was popping, yeah. there would be this one-color square... And it would have, like, a happy face in the middle. And he would be like, coming up next, Kalagawa Island here on Nick Jr. And it would be like... I've watched, like, uh, um, Loose Clues and shit. Yeah. So I might have seen it. I just don't remember the reference. Oh, man. Um, Who would have thought we'd be talking about this on, I know, on a wrestling right? podcast? I know, on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> as, um, as we're... You don't remember this? 
His name is Face. Yeah, yeah, because it's literally just what a the face. Fuck. Could call him Purple Face. No, because he is changes that colors. <laughs> is that racist? Purple Face. Yeah. No. Oh, he's a block of ice. See? Now he's oh, orange. now he's orange face. Yeah, he changes colors. See, blue's clues. Oh, so he's just got to be face. Is he actually a fourth dimensional creature that knows everything about space and time and he, the continuous flow of our lives and the singularity? He's a look. He's happy. Oh, he can shrink his face. Wow. All right. Sorry. Oh, man. I feel bad for that guy because I know, like. I know when the lights are off and he's not acting like that. He's sad as fuck. It's like the sad clown. <laughs> He's, He's like crying. Doing fucking drugs and trying to really bury something <laughs> down deep inside of him. that Just an empty void that he's never had filled. My bad. <laughs> so as we got distracted by face from Blue's Coos. But here are the confirmed matches for WrestleMania. Oh, next, SpongeBob. Hey. Um, so we have Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins in a single match. Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a single match. They don't want none. John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a single match. <laughs> Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. Who's next? Uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler for the WWE Women's Raw Championship. Uh, Rhea Vampire Baszler. Yeah. Biting people's necks. and <laughs> That was gross. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Woo! And Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. I'm a sexy beast. (laughs) (laughs) For the WWE Championship. Uh, So, yeah, those are the confirmed matches so far. But Uh, no particular order was that? Nah, no. They only have seven matches. They're all an hour long. (laughs) (laughs) Seven-hour event. So they're probably going to throw some NXT stuff in there, probably. I mean, it gives them more room for more shows because this is obviously enough for one card, seven matches. Um, If they find a way to split that up into two nights, I would think that's ridiculous. You you think the next WWE 2K, if there is one, is going to have empty arena matches? Uh, Didn't they do that once? They might have had a venue like that on a video game. On a video game, yes. Um, not, actually, the, not the last one. WWE no. 2K20. Was it? Yeah. Because you have a dream and uh, you have an empty arena match. And I think you... That's on this new one? Damn. Yeah. I gotta get it. No, wait. It's full of fucking glitches. It's actually still not bad. Yeah. I don't want to restart all those created wrestlers. <laughs> still creating them right now on 2K19. I'll just keep my 19. That's I'm fair. good. Or you can just play it and then... I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. 20. It's still good, man. <clears throat> mark. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. A mark calling a mark a mark. Arg. And Tom That's Brady's going to be there, boy. Tom Brady? Yeah. Boy, did he get traded to Tampa? No, he signed with them. Tampa Bay? Yep. He signed with them? Mm-hmm. He left the Patriots. Whoa, he did this on his own accord. I thought he got traded. Nope. What the? Why? Because he wanted to start his, or, well, finish his career elsewhere. Why? Because he's been a Patriot for, like, 20-some years. That's like, rest in peace, but that's like Kobe Bryant leaving the Lakers. It is like Kobe Bryant leaving the Lakers. What the fuck? Yeah. I and mean, Jordan they, leaving the Bulls. They offered him a crap ton of money. He only left the Bulls to join the Wizards because he owned the, where he's a coach for the Wizards. <clears throat> and then he was like, fuck, I can't teach these kids. I might as well just... 
play and make my season a bit better. <laughs> what? Yeah, you remember that? No, he can't. Wait, Michael is Jordan? That what it was? Yeah, he was the head coach, and he's like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna get the ball and, <laughs> and shoot it and, and 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 beat the shit out of everybody." Oh man! Although he didn't come back and dominate whatsoever, but he came back because he's like, "Fuck it! If I can't if I can't coach these kids, just <laughs> give me in. Just give me in the game. Yeah, I can fix them this way. I'll coach them on the court." I wish there was a an amount here, but it looks like thirty something million per year. But I don't know. That's how many so years. weird. Why would he be? The Patriots are consistently good all the time. Why would he be upset? They have a really good offense, too, but Bilicek. Who too. wouldn't want to be a Patriot their whole career? Brady and Bilicek was having some issues, too. Oh. Yep. Fighting in bed, huh? Yep. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, Kitty cat drama. So enough of Suck that. it up. Make that money. Junk. If um, there is another season, shit. Which uh, empty arena show do you think is best between AEW? AEW is for sure. NXT, yeah, AEW. There's more matches. I liked how they had the crowd. Mm-hmm. Actually, well, the crowd. They had other wrestlers kind of participate on the outside of the ring in the crowd, kind of observing all the ones that didn't have an actual match that night. That just added a nice element because they worked with it a few times, and always good to see MJF mouthing off to everybody there. Yeah. So seeing MJF and uh, Sean Spears work side by side, like yeah. just drinking. And betting and laughing and just, uh, they were just having a good time. I did and really enjoy uh, a Monday Night Raw. I liked Edge's promo. I liked. Edge's I actually promo. thought having the empty arena there might have benefited it. Yeah, it was more like intimate and like I thought so too. Meaningful. I don't know. Like it was, he didn't need the crowd to like get behind him to make a convincing, believable speech like that. You know, so uh, kudos to you, Edge, for making that shit work for your advantage. Edge. Uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold was great. Was great, yeah. That yeah. was great. I mean, the Byron thing was weird, the rating stuff. But when he chugged those two beers and took a bump and and spit out the beer while he hit the hit the mat, that was cool. That that just made me laugh. I wish these were better tasting. Man, he's just got to be soaked in booze at the end of that man. <laughs> like, oh, how much like gets in his eyes and stuff. He had so many beers, and they're like the thick IPAs, you know. Did you see Becky Lynch? Yeah, she was about to shoot gagging. She took a money shot. Like they what? clanked beers, and it went all over her face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" It looked then, like she was gagging it down at some point. I mean, that was a that was a pretty good segment. I mean, on his account because he messed up Becky Lynch, and I'm still saying this, even though no one cares. He kicked Byron Saxon in the dick. Him right in the fucking schlong. He apologized for it, but still, I found it funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, it only happened once. The second time, he stunned him twice. The second time, he got him in the gut, but he made sure of it that time. He was like, "Up a little higher, please." <laughs> you got him straight in the dick, though. Yeah. <laughs> the first time, toe kick straight to the dick. Damn. <laughs> Poor Byron's balls, act. Right. Uh, that was pretty funny. That's fucked up. Um. At least he got stunned by Stone Cold. That's a cool memory. <laughs> Rey Mysterio and CN Almas was pretty good on Raw. Yeah. Thought that was a good match. Um, I felt that one was and like the the vibe I'm getting for these is filmed studio. Yeah. It's almost like NWA, but just without the crowd. It's got uh-huh. the, the tight studio setting. It's it still works, I feel. Which mm-hmm. is crazy because I didn't think that'd ever work. But like 
it is weird to like to feel that this type of uh, entertainment without the audience. It's crazy to to know how much the audience actually played a part in just setting the atmosphere for this thing to be like to suspend your disbelief and just right. to like to really get into it. Like you kind of forget all that. Like it'd be weird to watch a football game in an empty stadium. Like that'd be super weird. But uh, yeah, you, uh, a sporting event or any kind of entertainment like that needs its audience. You know, it's like doing Broadway up there without anybody in the crowd. You know. Yeah. It just feel like rehearsal, right? So it'd be hard to get your best out of yourself, you know? Um, I want to ask you, being a um, local performer, um, is there times where you would just not have a crowd? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, plenty. And so for you, like, knowing that there's no crowd, um, you still do your set and act like there is one anyway, right? Yeah. Why is that? Or... What what causes you to do that and not just say fuck it and just? Um, I would say, once I like sense that while I'm like doing my business or doing my business up there, mm-hmm. and uh, I can kind of sense where the crowd is, and if I notice it's pretty low, I just go, all right, treat it like it's practice mode, you know. Mm-hmm. So I still gotta like act like I'm I'm at that point. I don't try to. Um, engage with the audience as much because it's not as much there so i just want to connect them more with just the music win them over with just the music so i'm i kind of go inwards with my performance yeah and really try to analyze my 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 stance my emotions my how the how i'm actually articulating mm-hmm. and things like that um when there's like a packed house you kind of you're able to feed off that energy and it mm-hmm. just kind of comes out of you mm-hmm. but with even like a performance like that, you can still learn a lot about your how you're actually presenting yourself on stage, because now you can have you have less people to try to impress in a way that you can just actually start to critically critique yourself while you're on stage, you know. Yeah. But it can throw you off, man, because yeah. like this one show at Can Can, I was like, all right, I got all the like I made a set list, so I like made a purpose to have parts of the set where i'd be engaging and doing call and repeat stuff and stuff with their you know like put your hands up and all that shit but nobody was there yet it was like three four five people (laughs) actually in like the front there's some people sitting around and stuff but i'm doing like call and responses on the first song and nothing so i was like i gotta call an audible i just gotta not do this the call and response the call and response stuff so then i just did it my you know just didn't try to it extended outward and just focused on the performance itself because it fucked me up in the first song. I forgot my words for a quick minute. I had to stumble back up <laughs> and I'm like, as long as the, the rest of the songs, you know, I get everything hundred percent accurate in the words and focus more on that. I'll be fine. You know, it's funny. Treat it as practice mode for sure though. I see people do that all the time where they're like, all right, everybody make some noise. And there's like two people. Dude, it's rough. Cause and they're like, not even there for the hip hop show. They're just yeah. there for the food. And it's hard, like, when you practice to do that, and then you, that's when you got to call those audibles, you know? Like, you can practice these plays all you want, but you're going to have to, like, you're just going to have to kind of go off the cuff sometimes and switch up your style as you're going and winging it sometimes, <laughs> honestly. Shout out to Nacho Suave and Skydro who don't know their cues <laughs> and continue to make their calls for, like, probably a good 16. Or, like, when I say hip, y'all say hop. When I say Logan, y'all say Michaels. When I say Can Can, y'all say Wonderland. 
when I say monster, y'all say energy drinks. And it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> it's too enough. much. My brain hurts. Yeah, but they're good people, nonetheless. <laughs> um, good people. Shout out Nachos. <laughs> Shout out Skydro. My cousins, they'll get the reference. They're good people. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Um, oh, we did get to see. Um, oh, another aspect I want to bring up with the empty arena thing. It did feel personal, but however, you said you can see how we needed the crowd because we saw not one but two debuts. Very yeah, man. Very critical debuts. Critical, very super critical. critical. Debut. And it needed that. It didn't need it, but it would have been much appreciated. Yeah, dude. Because you wanted to mark. I can out hear. With a, I heard the pops in my head, mm-hmm. but like I wanted to actually feel them and hear them yeah. physically. You know. Yeah. Shout out to the wrestlers, man, who like they're making still it work, act dude. like there's a crowd there. It's all I mean, they 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 practice like this too without they a crowd, do. you know, and they're most of these guys are like you said before the podcast, they're they're indie show talents. They're kinda used to the low crowds, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Which you um, can't let that shit throw you off. True. And this is the ultimate test. Um, <laughs> all right, you're on live TV, nobody's here. Yeah. Jericho <laughs> even mentioned it. That was funny. He's like, turn the, turn the music off. There's no one even here. I'm <laughs> Jericho talking. was gold on this episode. Yeah, he was great. Sammy was singing to his lyrics when he came out, and he was just bust, trying not to crack a smile, but <laughs> it got to him. Sammy Guevara, man. Oh. Arn Anderson brings out his, his playbook oh, thing. that and was hilarious. Jericho on commentary is like, Arn Anderson's got his Waffle House menu. <laughs> Oh man! He's looking at Arn Anderson in his Waffle House menu, and it was a clipboard ready for whatever. You could definitely tell at the end though he was losing his steam. They're just filling for time at the end. There was a weird ending. <laughs> it was a very weird. I ending. thought it was great. It was great, but it was like it's yeah. They're just burning time right at the end. Just doing I thought it was a couple funny. more. He was like, "What do you think, the... Sammy? Yeah, show him how sexy you are." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like it was obviously on the fly, yeah. but Sammy Guevara was even like, "Well, look at me. They call me a Spanish guy," and I'm like, "Ah, yeah." Hey, these guys are improv gods. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I I like the improvisation. Um, I like what Inner Circle is doing. I think they're all just having fun being this stable, like cohesive unit, and it's just it's great. I, I really it. don't think anybody but Jericho could have been that guy, that veteran they needed to gel them together, to gel them together, and to like help start this company from the ground up. Mm-hmm. That's why Jericho is the goat. Yeah. Shawn Michaels may be my personal favorite wrestler and Jeff Hardy, but uh, if I'm like actually going to break it down by like categories, he checks all the fucking boxes and he's got to be like, he's just in my eyes, statistically, he would be the greatest of all time. He's done a great job at introducing anything over. Yeah. He's introduced the group and then made them over, but still like keeping the spotlight on himself. And like he's, he's also more than wrestling too. That's always a plus. Like mm-hmm. he's got the podcast. He's got somehow incorporated his music life and his wrestling life together with the rock and roll Rager. rager. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Like he's doing things that nobody else can say they've done. Yeah. In the wrestling true. industry. And that's that that's how he's the well, fucking goat, man. Do mm, us mm, not forget WWF had the rock and roll deal. What? You don't remember that? That's how like WWF crossed over into mainstream was when they did their merger with MTV and they did rock and roll wrestling. And so, like, you would have, like... WCW you talking about? No, WWF. Oh. And so, like, Hulk Hogan would, like, hang out with Sidney Lauper 
And um, oh, back in the WrestleMania, like the first WrestleMania, like the eighties and nineties yeah. was like when the wrestling was getting big, like big, big, like, yep. like you know. And um, the rock and roll thing with MTV was like one of their like main things they did to get over. Um, and so WrestleMania, even one or two, you would see like um, musicians show up in the wrestling venues to like yeah, Cindy Lover, gain star power yeah. or sing the national anthem mm-hmm. or whatever. But that's how basically WWF started its its whole buzz was Vince had he had his finger on the pulse and that he knew that like having celebrities is so good for press. It's so good for getting over on the mainstream, taking the entire company to a new yeah. level, you know? Yeah. Going out and, and putting yourself on different platforms and avenues mm-hmm. um, was something that really elevated them. See, I thought you were talking about uh, there's this t- tournament apparently back in WCW's flopping years, like 2000, 2001. They partnered with MTV to do this tournament. They had, it had like two different names. Like at the start, it was named this. And then, I can't remember what the fucking name is, but at the end, they called it something else. <laughs> so, oh. who really knows what the real name is, but I watched a YouTube video about it, and it was like, uh, what is it called? Ultimate Video Bash. Ultimate Video Bash, yep. So, each wrestler in the tournament was <laughs> representing a certain hip-hop, or a certain artist, like a musician. Oh. And the fans got to pick... Who wins based off of who they liked more as a musician? So the wrestlers would go out there, and the fans knew who was gonna win and who's gonna lose. So it really made no real sense. It's kind of like letting wow. the fans dictate them. I don't know. It was who super the weird. Shit is high voltage. It uh, it rained like crazy. So like, most of the event didn't even take place. It was just a straight disaster. Like only a couple matches happened. Raven was hilarious on it because he was just so upset about the whole night. I think Diamond Dallas Page ended up winning. I can't remember who his oh artist God. that he was representing was, but yeah, it was a clusterfuck of a fucking match. They're like slipping. It was outdoors, so it was raining and they're slipping around on the mats. MTV has had a long history of helping promote professional Three hours wrestling, long. Whether it was working in the WWF, helping launch the Rock and Roll Wrestling Connection, Rock and Wrestling Connection, or starting their own wrestling ventures like Wrestling Society X. I forgot about that. Oh, what? That wrestling side X that was with um, X Pac and Teddy Hart. Now Teddy Hart is the long is the tall one that will like throw random ass flips in. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah basically the black sheep of the Hart family. Yeah, well, because he did it him fuck himself. Yeah. But anyway, uh, all of that, but it was Vampiro and others. But basically, they got together and wrestled for Wrestling Society X. Side note: Did you hear Thunder Liger is going to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. He wrestled one match in WWE. Doesn't matter. It's showing respect to the entire culture boo. of wrestling. Boo, boo, boo. I but, guess. Well, look at Sting. Sting had to be in the Hall of Fame. If you you got to reject Sting. Well, okay. WCW, I forget. Yes. Plus, was... WCW, yeah, it absorbs. So, so technically, yeah. Jushin Ligers wrestle more than one match. Yeah. All right, you're right. Because he wrestled plenty of WCW matches. Um, oh, so fans will be able to vote. This is the uh, WCW concept you're talking about. Uh, fans will be able to vote for their favorite wrestler or music video by calling the WCW hotline. Each call costs 95 cents a minute. 
back in those collect call days. Fuck that. Tony Schiavone and Larry Zabisco were chosen to call. Oh, were chosen to call the action. Jesus. Uh, aside from all WCW stars in attendance, the New York City WWF's backgar- uh, backyard for the ultimate video bash. A host of musical guests and MTV personalities were there as well. The show is going to be outside with over 2,000 fans expected to ensure it would be a full house. The tickets to the Ultimate Video Bash were free. Wow. So Public Enemy was represented or was representing LL Cool J. And yep. <laughs> Such a weird, stupid concept. Versus High Voltage, who was representing Will Smith. Were these people like out there like managing? No, they weren't even there. Oh. Yep. Weren't even there. So it was just like all for <laughs> not really. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. Booker T was representing cannabis. Barry Darzo. <laughs> Fucking that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the black guy's got to represent the rapper that's referenced, uh, his name referenced to weed. So DDP who represented Van Halen. Yeah, and they won. Oh, DDP won. I don't Brad know. Armstrong who represented Metallica. What? Brad Armstrong, that's a uh, road dog. Yeah. Yep. Hugh Morris. He got Metallica, that's dope. Versus Sig Boy. I forget who Sig Boy is. Sig Boy was part of the Raven's Flock. Uh, guy with the eye patch. Remember that guy with the eye patch? Lodi? No. Nope. Lodi's the dude with like the, the leather shorts. Okay. With the spiky yellow hair. I don't know who sick boy is. Um, Ultimo Dragon. How did he not fucking win? Versus Kidman. I bet you that fucking stole tonight. Bro, I don't even know if half these matches happened because they had canceled some matches and shit too. They're delaying it and delaying it because of the rain. Oh. So I know the public enemy match happened for sure. Uh, Raven... Kind of, I think oh, he had a few one matches. One match out. actually took place. Yeah. And that was Public Enemy beating High Voltage. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. Wait. What, is, what the a wrestlers disaster. wrestlers cut promos and showed music videos of the stars they were representing ultimately. Diamond Dallas Page, who won the ultimate video bash and was awarded the title. A small angle was booked where Raven and fellow flock member Kidman tried to attack DDP. But Paige fucked him off outside in the rain successfully. Sure. Okay. Carson Daly in the, was in that shit too. Well, that was a f- good old Carson Daly. That's how far along ago that was. From the past, there WCW and blast from the past. Ultimate video bash. What the shit? Remember when times were so nice back in the past? There was no pandemic. Oh wait, a hundred years ago there was. <laughs> Before that though, or after that, I should say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. Um, okay. So, coming up, though, with these empty arenas, um, we saw, oh, the debut of... Um, the Exalted One. The Exalted One, which is Brody Lee or Luke Harper. Pretty dope. Pretty I like dope. It. I like it, too. I'm weighing out all the options of uh, all the rumors and, and, you, and uh, speculations. Of uh, who it was going to be, I think that was the most strategic one. Because mm-hmm. his name did come up, but it wasn't like the top of the list, like Matt Hardy, or a lot of people thought it was still a swerve and a work to get Christopher Daniels to actually be the one. Yeah. Even though they were teasing it, and then really sh- they're showing you that he was fine, but who knows with with wrestling. Like, 
he could have just been swerving everybody at that time when he was like really saying there was no exalted one because he was. But apparently that wasn't the case, which is probably good rock to go because I think Brody Lee is the perfect guy to put that title on and to not like the world title, but like just to be in the, this faction uh-huh. because it kind of takes him out of that stigma of he's just a tag team guy or a faction guy. Now he's leading a faction that's already letting the viewers know that this guy is more of a bigger deal than maybe he would have been previous. And some people may not even know that are just AEW fans that are coming in. I don't know if AEW has any new, new fans that just come into wrestling without seeing WWE. I doubt it. But maybe some of them don't even know, like the young ones don't even know Luke Harper because he was very underutilized in the show. If they just picked up watching wrestling last year, they wouldn't know who this guy is. Yeah. He was never on TV. He was hurt for a while, and then he just never showed up. So Yeah. Unless you were a Bludgeon Brothers fan. Yeah. I wish I would have got there. I like the Bludgeon know. Brothers, to be honest. Yeah. I, I thought I they at least it was a gimmick, years. you know, and then it was cut short because of the injuries, but they just really gave up, and now they buried Rowan. <laughs> yeah, what was he doing Stupid now? Spider-Man, the spider thing. Oh. Did we cover that in the last podcast? We did fucking spider four months you build this you build a four month cage mystery storyline and you're telling me the best you can come up with is a (laughs) fucking mechanical spider oh fuck it's radioactive good god radioactive oh um then so i think that's a good look actually i was gonna say that um i do like brody lee um, I hope that he can show more offense, and um, I really hope that they maybe put like a mid card title on him somewhere. Once well, they, they get one, yeah, they gotta have a mid card title first. Mm. Which I'm pretty sure will happen. I mean, with them having, what a do you think they're gonna call it? Everything. Hmm? What do you think they'll call it? Universal title. What? No, they already have the. U- that's WWE. Yeah, there's another one too. DDT just came up with a universal with a universal title. Uh huh. Yeah, I thought WWE would be all over the trademarking that. No. You sure? Why no. would they trademark their own title? Well, because it's just a name. Well, I mean, shit, they've trademarked pay-per-view names. There's Yeah, that's a pay-per-view name, though. That's different. Like a title belt? They can't trademark their own. There's different. There's different. There's plenty of intercontinental titles out there. There's plenty that's of true. heavyweight titles out there. Yeah. There's plenty of U.S. titles, plenty of TV Yeah, titles. that's a good point. New Japan's got, like, their U.S. and... Intercontinental, they you know both yeah. of them have intercontinental. So titles. you think that you said it would be universal? Why wouldn't it be? I was just kidding. Oh, I was like, that sounds like the the pinnacle, right? Yeah. So like, I the, it'd just be an intercontinental title, you think? Um, or U.S. I don't know. They probably go U.S. just like WCW, kind of go back to their roots. But what do you think? DDTs. Universal title or dramatic dream team. So is that like their main title now? No, I don't think so. What I universe? Just They're a... not specific about which universe. <laughs> is it ours? Is it another one? It's just universal. It's just a name. Like uh, instead of saying like, it sounds so DBZ for me. It do, but doesn't it? They made it. They made it like be what it's. Well, I, I get say, it though, because it's like that's what we call our audience or the audience for wrestling, the universe. You know, it's it is its own universe. You know, like the Drake DBZ universe, the DC universe. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of trope. You know, the comic book angles. Yeah, which I think 
This is well, KOD Championship. That's kind of cool. They have some pretty good belts. Um, I think it's just their mid card. Tanahashi uh, looks like a dope ass samurai warrior video game character. <laughs> you ever play that game? Samurai yeah. Warriors. Yeah. It's like Dynasty Warriors, but Dynasty, in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. I played Dynasty Warriors a bit. Dynasty Warriors is a shit. billion times. I love Dynasty Warriors. Uh, I liked Samurai Warriors, I think, better, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because I was more into the Japanese culture in that and the just the Nobunaga Oda so era you, that it covered. It was really, really cool. Was it the same as Dynasty Warriors? Like you same gameplay. Like 300 yeah. 300 different people? Basically the same engine, just a whole new story. In Japan's game. history, you know, but Nobunaga Oda and shit. I like how I had like historical fact to go off of, but at the same time, I think they also had alternative timelines mm-hmm. of like what could have played out if this happened and things like that. So that's it was really cool. But then they eventually merged those two games together and made Warriors Orochi. Oh, yeah, that's where they just pretty much gave you like, hundreds of characters to play, or over a hundred at least characters to play. They had all the ja- uh, Samurai Warriors, Dynasty Warriors, and then a whole, like, 30 new characters that they played. They're, like, gods and stuff. Like, it got crazy. It got, like, got very out there. <laughs> but it was fun. It was, a, I guess, a cool way to connect the two timelines, two games. Anyways. <laughs> um, what about the other guy that showed up towards the end here? So, um... It was kind of a cool introduction. I have both of them on my wall now. But um, yes, there was a uh, missing person for Blood and Guts because it's the Inner Circle, which is Ortiz and Santana. That's two. Uh, Sammy Guevara makes three. Chris Jericho makes four. And Jack Hager makes five. Jake. It's five on five combat. Jake Hager. Yeah, and it's a five on five or a ten-man tag. And then so on on the other side, which is the Elite, you got Matt Jackson. Nick is injured. Got a garage door thing shut on him. Poor yeah. guy. Based on last week, a garage door was slammed on him, and he is out indefinitely. So we don't know how long until he comes back. Indefinitely. Um. However, I think he got hurt. At it's like all these stores, man. Hmm? I think he real like legit got hurt at Revolution. In, in real life. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Maybe I don't know they... what, but I think that's why they like took put him out. Well, also like at the, the same time, this perfect way to introduce who they're going to introduce, you know. And plus, I think it's fair for uh, that because while Matt was hurt, Nick was out doing singles work too. So yeah, it's only fair. Um, they got Hangman, who's yeah. going to be the wild card in this. Yep. Uh, they got Kenny. Yep. Which uh, I think they're going to see that cleaner mindset, those uh, that old death match Kenny back into there again, and Cody Rhodes. And uh, a little drone came down from the ceiling, and uh, which was Vanguard, yeah. giving you the signal that Matt Hardy will be the fifth man on the Elite's team. Yeah. And then he was up in the rafters, almost like Sting-esque, <laughs> up in the rafters, doing his delete thing. But I think it's cool, man. I was really just hoping for that pop. It, it really popped in my head, but obviously nobody was there to 
to really make it feel, but <laughs> it was still a cool moment regardless of the situation. It was cool to see Vanguard, and I was like, oh, look. It was a great decision on Matt Hardy's part. So, yeah. He is a great pickup for AEW. That's another stellar veteran who's still got it, who's still got plenty of years left to give, I feel, as long as his body holds up, you know? Uh, I would probably do, like, maybe one or two. I give him a three-year run. Edge got a three-year run. Yeah. I give Matt Hardy a three-year run. Kind of like uh, put these people over because they're. I mean, AEW does that really well. They're they're not afraid to like have their top stars lose some matches to put other people over. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid to rub shoulders with those younger guys. You know, mm-hmm. that's that was like the ultimate thing holding WCW back was they weren't growing. They were just trying to rake in as much money as they can and go down with the ship, while the young talent suffered because they weren't getting the spotlight. And then they had those ridiculous contracts where if anybody made more money than, like, say, Scott Hall, he got a contract where, like, if they signed somebody that got paid more than what Scott's getting, then he gets an increase in his paycheck, too. Like, they had some crazy deals. That is Lots weird. of creative. Con- Hogan had so much creative control. They had those guaranteed checks. That's why the invasion angle sucked because they are I mean, I don't blame them. They were literally just holding out for the money because well, I would rather sit on my ass, too, for – a year or two and just collect free money than to break the contract and then go wrestle. Yeah. Some people took their risk like Booker T and I think for Booker's career that was a good move because it at least made him like a top star off the gate feuding with Stone Cold and stuff. I know they've buried him a few times over the course of that but Is he that still ended up being a Hall of Famer. So. He didn't just come out and attack like he actually like Came in and whooped Stone Cold, like through the crowd, whooped Stone Cold. But he came in as the champion, the WCW champion. Oh. So, like, he was came in as the top guy of that show, you know? Yeah. So, I think he struck while the iron is hot. DDP was treated like a piece of shit. That whole stalker angle was just dead from the <laughs> get. What the fuck, Sarah? Man? Dude, that was so not anywhere close to what DDP is so as how a do character, you... you know? No, not at all. That's so, so bad. So, how do you feel about um, AJ? Throwing out like Michelle McCool and Undertaker's personal status out there is getting kind of personal. Like, do you like segments like that? Because we've seen it with like Michael Cole and Jim Ross. Or uh, um, I've seen your Twitter feed. You don't get much likes. (laughs) Well, no, it's not that. Like he was saying, like, oh yeah, like I see why you're here, Taker. You're in it. You're here for the money. Mm -hmm. Sarah or Michelle McCool's out here bleeding you dry. You know, because yeah. like of alimony and whatnot. Well, it's, it's it's still wrestling. These guys are professionals. They know like whatever they say in the ring, besides the sunny days comments, didn't really come from a bad place, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Unless it was on air, Brett and Sean. Then, yeah, there was some animosity there. Even The Rock and Triple H, I heard, didn't really like each other. You kind of feel it while you're watching them, you know? Yeah, when people have legitimate beefs with each other, it's interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'd be like, being like, oh shit, oh shit, he said that, like Mick Foley, Ric Flair beef and stuff. You knew that was pre- prominent. So, like, that stuff, yeah. But I, I don't know, an AJ Undertaker, I don't know if there's any real beef there, you know? I think that's just all for show. I wouldn't see why. Why like, would they have beef? Why would it? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, my point is, like, do you think they should just find some other reason other than, like, get, like bringing personal lives into it? Well,. Technically, anything on social media is not personal life. <laughs> you know, you're you're throwing it out there into the to the world. Well, I don't think Taker said, "Yeah, me and McCool are getting a divorce and shit." Did he say that? No, did Did AJ bring that up? I mean, yeah. Why did I not know that? 
Still. I just said it. I said oh, like. Oh, I missed that. I missed that. Sorry. I said because he was saying Michelle McCool. Well, maybe they they're are getting still a divorce. Maybe they're, they're still, still married. married. I thought he was just saying he was whipped. Or like uh, gold digging off of him. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, he's it's just AJ trying to make it personal, you know. It's not actually personal though, I don't think. Oh goodness. I can't tell. <laughs> he got you swerved, bro. Damn damn damn. Why would he have a problem with the Undertaker? Right, he's so not even like around enough for no, him to no, have no. a problem with I'm not saying that it's real. I'm saying do you like personal promos? I don't mind it if it wasn't the Undertaker though. Like he's such a mystique of a person, like you shouldn't be calling out this dead man's wife on for what she said on Twitter, you know? Or just, like, it's weird to associate The Undertaker with social media, and that's, like, the reasoning why you're, or the, the reasoning behind these pot shots you're taking at him and stuff. I think that's weird, but it could work in this modern day and age for, like, a, a, just a more modern rivalry, you know? Like, maybe something in AW, or, like, I don't really think it's the greatest storylines being like, oh, you're mean to me on Twitter, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the divas, the, 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 not divas, the women wrestlers are doing that all the time on social media, you know? Like, Bailey's always talking shit and Becky's always talking shit, you know? Yeah. It's a way to, like, keep kayfabe a little alive because if you post it on social media, people sometimes believe it, it to be actually true, you know? He's only 54. But it's all part of the work, you know? And it's weird to say, like, he's only 54, but he's, he's Jericho's only age? 54. Jericho's, no, Jericho's 47 or oh. 54? Oh, hang on. Hey, Google, how old is Chris Jericho? 49 years old. 49. <laughs> he's the same age as Jericho? Yeah. Five years. Six. Younger. Six years younger. Five years. Five years younger. I knew I was right. My math was still here. Mark Galloway. Good lord. Um uh, so I think it's gonna be weird with blood and guts. Like with no crowd. Oh, yeah, super weird. Like that's but such like, an aggressive match for nobody to experience it in <laughs> person, you know? Yeah. But with everything going on, like with the way like these shows have been and like how the wrestlers are able to like still go on and do their thing, like I, I just kudos to them because that's 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 true professionalism. Hmm. Like show must go on even in an empty arena, which might like shake their performance egos in a way. You know, we all have egos, but like maybe it was like it'll rattle their performance a bit. But they haven't really. I've seen a few botches or whatnot in the last episode, but that's just gonna happen too. You know. Yeah. But they're still going out there and facing it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Props to them, man, because that's got to be difficult could imagine like performing at a being used to like selling out an arena performing in front of them getting that adrenaline high yeah. getting used to that feeling and like almost relying off of the crowd's energy in order to perform better you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to absolutely nothing you know like it was back in the indies <laughs> well um, the indies probably had more turnout you know I, obviously they did because it's an empty arena <laughs> <laughs> i don't really have anything else to say really i mean we talked about I guess WrestleMania, empty arena, two nights. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW still doing blood and guts. We know Matt Hardy is uh, 
the fifth member for Blood and Guts, and then they're going to do a, probably a six-man tag between SCU, unless, uh, what's his name? Scorpio Sky. SCU Dark hurt? Order. Yeah, Scorpio Sky still hurt? Or is he hurt? I don't know. I don't think he is. No. Daniels was the one that was dealing with some shit, right? And then it's going to be, uh... fuck, why can't I think the other, oh, Death Triangle versus Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. I think that's going to happen. They're really going for like these uh, six-man tag matches, huh? That's kind of the style, they're, they're, the approach they're going for right now. They're like booking New Japan style, but with WCW angles. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy mix of the two, huh? It is weird, yeah. Uh, it doesn't say if he's injured or not. Um, his Twitter, he, I just flipped the switch with Orange Cassidy. I don't know what that is. That was March 11th, but yeah, he's being active on social media, but he's not working. So we'll see. Well, shit, man. I think we need to go play some Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I'm down Kick with your that. ass, man. I need to rip some spines out right now. I just want to check and see if there's a confirmed dealio. Um, okay. So, so far what we got is. Luchasaurus versus Wardlow in a lumberjack match. Huh. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus Best Friends in a parking lot match. Oh, yeah, the parking lot match. Yeah, I forgot That's about right. that. That's right. They called him out for it. Um, and then we got the Elite versus Matt Hardy. Oh, the Elite and Matt Hardy. Three matches? I guess that, that Blood and Guts match is going to take a while. When is this? March 25th. That's next week, bro. Also, it's going to be just a regular show. Awesome. Yep. We should do a big that day. A bit? Yeah. Like should a we... watch along or something? Yeah, that or just get some beer and get drunk. Let's fucking do it. We survived, dude. <laughs> so, next week, we'll just film ourselves watching Blood and Guts. We'll do that. Yeah. Fuck it, man. Yeah. We'll just talk about what we think. I don't I know we're going AEW heavy here with the with our podcast, but WWE ain't really doing nothing, and we're trying to keep ourselves mainly. And that's what everybody else covers a lot too. So you know, yeah, we can be that alternative brand, just like AEW's that alternative brand. (laughs) But yeah, we're always cover. I mean, we'll always be WWE heads at heart. But yeah, as far as especially what's going on right now, it's like it's hard to judge any of the stuff that they're doing too because of the the conditions and the what's going on in the world right now. You know, yeah. But it's, it's still nice to have some sort of entertainment out there with all these other cancellations, you know. True. At least they're they're providing some sort of a service to us. True. Uh, streaming is a thing. Streaming's great. It is a thing. Um, so until next week, guys, you can catch us watching Blood and Guts. We'll probably go over some WWE stuff and maybe throw a promo in there somewhere if we have time. Um, probably maybe a commercial break or something. I don't know. I don't know. But in the meantime... Uh, and in between time, I guess a live, yeah, just that's long enough. This show's like fucking two hours, so we'll just talk. Blood and guts next week. Let's do it. All right, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, um, catch right. totally potpourri next week on Tuesday. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> um, otherwise, in the meantime, just we'll be hanging out doing our thing. Fuck yeah. Um, um I got a new series that I'm working on for totally potpourri podcast as well. Awesome. Um, it's called Mini Rapless Radio. Okay. It's going to be me essentially like being a radio DJ playing 100% local music. Oh. For an hour. 
Yeah. It's going to be a cool little way to uh, entertain the folks, and it's going to be a good... I figured it was a good way to kind of help my friends out through a time where we can't go to shows and try to network that way. So, like, I want to show the community what the community has to offer, you know? You know what you should do is, like, a you're on type deal, right? Mm -hmm. And before the rapper goes on to do their set, you should interview I could definitely do interviews. I got to link up with some people, you know. But I got to keep my social distancing to a minimum, you know? <laughs> or to no, a maximum. I think it could be tight, man. Like, oh, like. But what? I was just essentially just going to play their songs, not so much do live performances oh. on there. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, um, you know, like, we're here at Minneapolis, and um, I got Just Wolf. Uh, he's about to go on here in a minute, but I just want to sit down with him and, and chop it up for a minute before. Oh, he you're goes saying on. like add the events yeah. too, do interviews. Yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, before they go on to the stage yeah. and rip it, you have them like just sit down and podcast with you for like 10, 15 minutes. Then they go up on stage, they rip it, and then you bring the person who's. I think next. that'd just be too loud though. With all that music going you can on. Do it backstage or something. There's no backstage. Oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> Not a part of. <laughs> It's all good. That's a cool idea, but... You can find a way. Fuck, I'll just way. interview him after the just show. Just do him in the bathroom. Just What's like, come with me in stall number one. It's a lot of equipment to bring. I already got I got all these <laughs> shirts I'm lugging. By the way, you can get a, a, a Logan Michaels crew neck to survive this quarantine in a nice cozy crew neck. <laughs> Selling them online at officiallogamichaels.com. Yeah. Help a brother out. He's unemployed. I know um, a lot of you are unemployed too, so please help yourselves out before... And make sure you're checked out before uh, you start giving blessings out to people. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely be on the lookout. <laughs> I don't know. I got stickers. You can come get yourself stickies. a sticker. They, pretty cool. Do they double as food stamps? Do mm -hmm. I, need, I? I need food stamps. I don't know if you can get food stamps with a sticker of me, my face on it, but it's cool stuff. But yeah, man, let's uh, let's go play some games. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Have a good night, and we'll good catch night. you next week for Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts, brother. Um, you can also watch with us if you want on um, uh, TNT. It's Dynamite. <laughs> you might even go Facebook Live. I think we'll TNT. Talk, yeah, we'll talk it out. Actually, uh, my, my we'll talk it out. Yeah, we'll talk it out. He said, talk it out. West side talk it out. South side talk it out. North side talk it out. Now talk it out. What? Talk it out. What? It's the slow fade out.